0: Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits.
1: Hi, everyone. Kevin MacDonald here and welcome to PPTV. Um, obviously, he doesn't need any introductions, but today on PPTV, I've got the man himself, Mr. Rob Moore, co founder oh, I... of Aggressive. Um, so, this is also going to be a podcast, but so I'm going to talk to Rob a little bit about stuff that hopefully other people don't always talk to him about. Like, I, lots of people talk to you, Rob, about branding and social media and podcasting and stuff, and Mark's the property guy. But, property to you. So, what's your favorite property investment strategy?
0: Okay, so first off, property is the thing that kind of changed my life. And whilst, yeah, as the years go by, people think me more for other things. Uh, Property was the one thing that built everything for me. Um, I met my wife because she was reading my property book in the gym. I met my business partner, Mark, at a property networking event. So property is in my blood. Um, And, you know, Mark and I, obviously, we joint venture on all of our properties. So people see him doing it, Mm. but they don't see what I do behind the scenes and vice versa. Um, My favourite property strategy, oh, man, I don't like being painted into that corner because in reality, all the property strategies that we teach work, otherwise we wouldn't teach them. Um, But I don't want to evade your question. So my personal favoured property investing strategy is uh, commercial conversion because that's what we do and that works for us because it works well in Peterborough. There's good deals that need planning um, and we've worked out how to get the planning and we're doing one that's 85,000 square foot could be up to 160 units. Another one that's sort of, I think, 35, 40,000 square foot. It was pound land. We bought the Marks and Spencers building. And I loved single lets for many years. But when you've done loads of them, you kind of hunger to scale up. Mm. And your time isn't worth just doing a single let when you can do, I mean. Bigger I, stuff. Exactly, bigger stuff. But you have to move up there. Yeah,
1: it's so, when you started, you did single lets.
0: Yeah, hundreds of them. Yeah. I don't want someone to look at me and go, oh, Rob's doing big commercial conversions. That's what I'm going to do if they haven't done a single let yet. Um, but of course, you know, buying no money down, that's not, we teach it as a strategy, but it's not really a strategy. It's a way of buying rent to rent is a way of buying. So a lot of people confuse strategies. They think, well, I'm going to do rent to rent. I'm going to do no money down. or I'm going to do lease options. But actually, no, what you're doing is a way of buying a property. Yeah. Um, whether that, you know, rent to rent is just circumventing, needing a deposit. Obviously lease options is circumventing, needing a deposit. So we use all of those strategies within the strategy of commercial conversion.
1: So I, think I, I say that to people a lot is that they, they want to do single let but they don't have the money to do it. So you do it as a lease option. Yeah. Um, so or a JV. Or a JV. Yep. um You've been doing property now for 11, 12 years? Ooh. More. December 15, 2005
0: was the day my life changed. Uh, the last week of that year, I met Mark at my very first property networking event. And in February 2006, I started my property investing right. career properly working in a property company and buying with Mark. What is that? That's uh, 13 years nearly.
1: Wow. And then you were doing property for a couple of years, two, three years. And you, um, I know a lot of people were talking to you about trainings and, and that's how Progressive grew. Mm. But you started way back then with um, a super conference. Yeah. When was the first one?
0: 2010. So I think sometimes people look at our journey because there's a lot of property trainers out there that have copied Progressive. There's a lot of people that start property training when they haven't really got much property. And yeah. that's how Progressive is different. And the critics say that there's too many people out there who teach but haven't done. Um, and maybe there are some, but how we're different is every strategy that we teach, we've done. And people don't realize how long ago we did it and how long we did it for. So Mark and I were buying properties for a long time before we taught anyone because yeah. I never teach anything unless I've done it. Um, so we, we must have had... 50 single lets before we did HMOs. We must have had a dozen before we went into bigger deals. We must have had, I don't know. I mean, we probably had nearly 50 before we started packaging deals. We must have had nearly 100 before we started teaching people.
1: Yeah. That's... Yeah.
0: And then in 2010 was our first really big event. So we started courses, I think, in 2000 and let's say 8, end, towards the end of eight. So Mark had been doing 03, his start. My start was 06. So between us, we'd been doing a few years before we did our sort of first events. But we got pretty big pretty quick because Mark and I are, are you know pretty keen and energetic and, and we did a lot of work and, and we embraced leverage because uh, he's got his property buying and I'm sort of like that. I do the sort of the marketing and the brand and we had that good partnership. And so, yeah, in 2010, we had 600 people at our first ever big event, the Property Super Conference, which James Kahn was the... The big keynote speaker, of course, Grant Cardone is the big keynote speaker, and Mark Homer this time around. Yeah, that was way back in 2010. I
1: remember I, I, I was actually doing property before you and Mark ever met, and then um, obviously it didn't go well because I wasn't following the right systems mm. and stuff. And I my first introduction to Progressive was the 2013 Super Conference. All right, that was our last one. The last one you held, yeah. yeah. And um, that weekend completely changed my life. Mm. I'd been 10 years in property, sat in the room with about a 1,000 people, mm. and there was people on stage that I knew. So one guy, Cam Devady, was up yeah. on stage as a VIP. And I had known him from the event I met him at in 2009. So seeing him made me believe that it worked. Yeah. Um, and I, I hated that you stopped doing the super conference. Because yeah. that was the last time you've done it. What, why did you stop?
0: Okay. So there's a few reasons. Um, and I always believe in full transparency. So from our point of view, those events got more and more and more and more expensive. Uh, like hundreds of thousands of pounds. Like I don't mind saying, because again, transparency, this super conference will cost us 500 grand, half a million quid to run an event. So when people go, no, no, quid for a ticket. Hopefully they realize yeah. now it's like, of course, if we can't make the event, make us some money. We're never going to do it again. So one is they get the bigger the room, the more expensive they get. And they don't just go like 500 people to a thousand. Therefore it's twice the cost. Yeah. It's four times the cost for twice as many people. Cause you get diminishing your returns in reverse so that was one thing the second thing was we started to think well if there's a tube strike there's a bomb scare if something goes wrong and three to six months of our marketing and our revenue are based on this one event massive risk that's the second thing the third thing was i like connecting with people mark you know as much as it might look like i'm like look at me on stage i'd prefer to speak to 100 people or 200 people than you know, we've got fourteen hundred people that are booked onto the super conference who've paid tickets, and like, I'm better in a smaller room. Yeah. Um. And I love every speaker loves the thought of the big stage, but I started to feel more disconnected. Um. And then also, we bought our own training suite over there. So what's the point in going and doing massive events in London when you can do in smaller events here? So um, we changed our model of go. Also, your, your ego. Uh, The honesty is when you do 500 people, 700 people, a thousand people, your ego goes, well, we could do 2,000, we could do 5,000, we could do Wembley. Um, But of course, you only need a few little things to go wrong. Uh, Mark and I want to be in property and in progressive and in the community for another 50 years. So we started back to smaller events. So we went small, bigger, 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 bigger. And then we went, whoa. And then we went smaller. But um what is it now six years five six years yeah. not doing a super conference we've kind of missed it but it's a one-off i'm not planning to do one next year uh, we'll see how this goes i think we're de-risked yeah. which is important um because obviously the, you know the community needs us to be successful
1: we're looking at what 12 1300 people more maybe
0: 1400 tickets 14- sold that's the absolute maximum now not 100 percent of those people show up because everyone are you know, there'll be 5%, 10% of people who might, you know, have an, an issue or childcare or be ill on the weekend. Um, it won't be more than 1,400 people. But, I mean, that is a big event. A big event.
1: Is Rob Moore going to be talking at it?
0: Well, I didn't want to. Now, not because I didn't want to want to, but because my brand is more in business and, and the other areas. But you'll remember, because I talked to you about this as well as a few other of our lead trainers and community members, when I said I'm not going to be speaking at it, i got a bit of a backlash. Um, so I am the host. So I'm going to be, um, if you think about how you've been made, I, you used to introduce me and now I'll be introducing you. So that's cool. Um, I've, I've got a new talk on joint ventures and raising finance. I'm going to share some stuff there, there that I've either not shared for years or you've not heard me share before. So, yeah, I'm doing a couple or three slots, um, but lots of little slots and then a bigger slot on yeah. the Saturday morning, yeah.
1: So um, there's lots of different content over the weekend. Uh, is there anything really, obviously, Grant Cardone, what's the main thing you're sort of excited about it, about it?
0: Right, so um, I wanted sort of a few concepts that would make this event but, uh, what I believe to be serve the community the best. So one of them is creating multiple streams of income. Now, yeah. of course, we have an event called Multiple Streams of Income, but it's very different. But we want to teach you um, how to create multiple streams of income. The second thing is we wanted the quickest cash flow strategies. Now, not get rich, quick, quick, but realistically quick, but quicker than slow. So what are the quickest um, cash flow strategies that we know? And then what are the newest and most innovative cash flow strategies that we know right now? So they were the three elements. Of course, we want to bring in some big names. So we've got someone who's worth a quarter of a billion pounds that's doing a keynote speech. Mark, who you rarely hear from, is doing a big speech where he's showcasing the last three deals he's done, which are all really big and going through them in Mark-style detail. Of course, my new talk. You're obviously doing No Money Down. You're bringing in some new flavor. We've got deal packaging, some new flavor. Um, And also we've got some new speakers that we've never had speak at our events before. So you'll get the progressive flavor, community feel. You know, our usual style where we try and embrace mindset, skill set, strategy, and tactics. We have fun. You know, we're all pretty close in the community. Um, so you'll get the progressive feel, but a lot of new stuff.
1: Awesome. Um, you, a lot of people, me included, see you sometimes as like a machine that you're constantly giving content. There's a lot of companies out there that do stuff, but we, they don't even know who the boss is. But here at Progressive, like, it's very clear that Rob and Mark are the bosses. You see them all the time. Um, where you lead from by example massively with constant content. Um, do you how you must have a really strong why to continue to drive forward, hold the big events like this? Or I must have a lot of baggage that I'm carrying. Our baggage. baggage, yeah. But why, what, what is your why or why do you do it? Okay, what drives so, you?
0: Um, yeah, look, I'm just trying to be me more every day and be comfortable with who I am. And um, I don't know how deep you want me to go with this. But again, transparency is really important to me. So um, when I was a kid, I was really overweight and I felt like I was quite badly bullied. I now realise I wasn't that badly bullied. A lot of it was in my head, but I was the fattest kid in school. And when you're the fattest kid in school, there's nowhere to hide because people don't take the piss out of the second fattest kid in school. So I was the butt of everyone's jokes. But I wasn't always. But when you had it enough, you just assume everyone's saying it. And so I felt like a bit disconnected from school, from friends. And this was at the age where I was just getting into girls. So I never got the girl when all my other mates did. And I felt really, I just didn't feel appreciated, loved, respected. And I, I lost all the weight in a summer holiday. Um, and I was a completely transformed person visually. Like You wouldn't recognize me, um, except the nose <laughs> But I still had the need to be liked, the need to be respected, the need to be um, known, you know, and linked to that, the need to help people. And that never went away, and that's still here today. So I've retired loads of times, and property is the thing that probably gets you retired the quickest. And anyone who's followed my journey for the last 10 or 15 years will know I've retired, and then I've been bored for a week, and then I've started again, and I've retired, and I've been bored for two weeks, and I've started again. And each time I create like a little... Void of space and time. I fill it with a book or a podcast or a new launch or a new course or a new mission. So really, my my why is trying to earn respect and love from people. And that just won't go away. And but instead of beating myself up about it, I try and think, well, that's who I am. And what that helps me to do is that means I'm closely connected to the community. That means I always create new work. That means you know, I, I probably fix problems and, have, you know, not we're not perfect, but probably overall better community customer service and better community than others. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't care about what people think, I wouldn't have to care about being involved in the community. Yes. And I could just retire and everyone else could do the work so I still have this need. I mean, there are other things. I love property. I love business. Like even in my hardest days, I've last week, I had probably the second hardest week I've ever had in business in the last 13 years. The second hardest week. And it's supposed to be supposed to be easier and bigger and better. Now I'm a multimillionaire. Um, But I had everything I've ever done thrown back in my face uh, about a week or two ago. Um, And some of it was fair and some of it wasn't fair. And I didn't really get a chance to express how, how I felt about that. But never once did I think I don't want to do this anymore. I've had enough. I don't want to do this. Even in my second hardest week in 13 years, I'm like, I still fucking want to do this. And no matter, no matter how hard it gets, it makes me want to do it even more. So it makes me somewhat belligerent and, The harder my challenges are, the more motivated I am. Um, Now that I have a bigger brand, it's great. I have many celebrity friends and I have pinched myself moments all the time. So I I am living an amazing life. And like if if I can't be grateful for that, I need to be slapped. You have permission in front of everyone. If I turn into a diva or a twat (laughs) and some people might say I am already or I'm not grateful every day in my life, no matter how hard it is. I, I have, you have permission to slap me um, because I live a fucking amazing life and I have hardships in my life, but I live an amazing life. So, how could I not want to keep doing that? I could go more, but ask me another question. You don't I need s- all my baggage. I said
1: to you, I sat at the, the last super conference 2013, I sat in the room near the back so you wouldn't spot me. Over a I thousand. You walked to the back though, yeah. probably
0: got in your face. Yeah. yeah.
1: Over a thousand people in the room and, and you mark but mainly other people as well in the community that because i used to see you as up there as like oh well it's easy for them guys maybe but obviously it wasn't but i didn't know your story um but lots of people i've met in the community that came through that journey with me sat in the room with me i've got financial freedom sense and now i meet people and say oh it's easy for me but actually i know i sat in the room um so you and mark were massively inspirational to me as well as the people that were just a little bit ahead of me on the journey the vips that day um Who's inspirational to you, though? What who, who are the people that have inspired you? Obviously, not including myself. Of course.
0: Well, I was going to say you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So should I do second, third, fourth? Second and third, third. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I'm actually inspired by everyone in some way. Um, now, I've idolized people, Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Kahn, John Demartini, Andreas Paniotto, um and three out of four of those people have mentored me in some capacity or another, um, but actually, I try not to idolize people anymore because when you idolize people, um, what you're really saying is I want to be more like them, whereas I want to be now the truest, most connected person of who I am. Right. Every day is like self-discovery on who I am. So I've had a lot of great mentors, um, many of them worth 100 million pounds plus billionaires and are. And I try and learn something from everyone. But actually, I'm inspired by everyday people. So, um, And I feel like inspired by people who are inspired by me. And I've just got goosebumps about what I'm just about to tell you. But I mentor someone on a, a marketing mastermind. And he phoned me up and he said, look, Rob, I've got a bit of an issue. Could I have you some help? And I was like, cool. And I always make time for people. And I've got a lot of demands on my time. But I always make time for people if they're really struggling. And if you're ever really struggling... Don't, like, say, hey, Rob, I'm really struggling. Have a 15-minute call with me and then pitch me something. But if you're really struggling, I'll cancel whatever Hmm. I'm doing. I'll make time. And someone phoned me up and he said, we've just found out that our two kids have been abused. And I was like, fuck. And he wanted my help and we had a chat. And I just, whilst it's really hurtful, you know, I felt inspired by him. Hmm. He didn't lose it on on the, he didn't break down on the phone. He was quite circumspect. He was trying to find a reason for it. He didn't blame himself too much, and he said, like, look, Rob, this has meant a lot to have this call, and, um, you know, thanks for the advice, and I felt like, whoa, that's not advice, but, like, he got something out of it, but I got something out of it. And he's just a normal guy. And I spoke to someone today on the phone. Um, He's been really struggling. He's a friend of mine, Um, and he's not really got anyone else to talk to, and he just sent me a message saying, hey, look, Rob, you know, six hours abused, I was tied up and put in the back of a car, at six years old, you know, I got into drugs, I got into alcohol. I got, I've been arrested um, on 18 counts, tried to commit suicide. My first wife died. My second wife is like really, really ill at the moment. And just shit after shit after shit has happened. And we had a chat and I shared with him some of the challenges I've had, which, which are not as hard as, head, uh, as mine. So his are worse than mine. Mine aren't as hard as his. And I got inspired by him. I'm inspired by everybody watching who has to take rejections from viewings and finance gets pulled at the last minute and you feel like, look a bit like of an idiot in front of your agent who you promised the deal would be done. I know I could have just said I'm inspired by everyone, but I have. So I am inspired by everyone. You can learn something from everyone if you stay humble enough to look at someone and go, I can learn something from you. And people do say I learn quick and people do say I'm pretty prolific. And actually, there's no secret other than learn from everyone. You can borrow something from everyone, even if you taught them even if you perceive that they're not yet at your level. And so I'm inspired by
1: everyone. Awesome answer. Um, you, obviously, the super conference is the biggest event you've ever held. You started like 13 odd years ago. We've got all these big offices, but you started in, in your house, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, um, I was £50,000 in consumer debt, credit cards and car loans. Uh, and mark and i started progressive property in a tiny little room in my tiny little two bed house
1: so that journey we bought alone. ikea
0: furniture <laughs> we put 200 quid in each mark put 200 quid cuz he had it i had to put it on my credit card cuz i didn't have it and that's where progressive was started
1: one and of your, you you i was getting marketing emails and stuff as a lot of people do from progressive from about 2008 and I actually oh, yeah. did nothing until 2013. Five years. That's
0: why we send so many emails. Oh, yeah. you send so many emails. We'll open them and respond to yeah. them
1: then. F- five years before I went there. But I remember I'm one. I still have a picture of, of in your house where you had this huge computer screen with other computers and you were sitting behind a little desk, but it was yeah. in your house. And yeah. I have that somewhere for whatever reason. I don't know. I think it was inspiring because yeah. it was in a house. But you've, for people maybe like me that spent the last five years watching you, reading emails, not going. Why do you think it's important for them to actually maybe attend the super conference and not just continue to take the emails and not read them and not take action?
0: When all is said and done, more is said than done. And to know and not to do is not to know. The easiest person to lie to is yourself. Um, So look, if you want to get ahead, you've got to put yourself out there. And I've got many things I'm not good at. And and I, I, I make quite a lot of common mistakes thankfully, most of my mistakes have been small and recoverable. And I've certainly learned in business, it's okay to fail, and it's best to fail small and fast. And I think a lot of people are scared to fail. So Mm. they don't fail small and fast. And I fail small and fast and regular. But I don't fail by going bust or screwing people over on massive JV deals or whatever. Mm. So let's put failure into context. So the way Mark and I got ahead quickly, because we rose from no training company to being the biggest property training company in the whole country, probably within five or six years, which is probably unheard of. Um, but I put myself out there a lot. Went to a load of networking events before social media was big. Put myself out there on Facebook, even though I don't like how my chin and my beard and my head looks on social media and all the, you know, bad veins on my face. I've got, I've got my own fears and insecurities like everybody else, but I'll put myself out there. Um, And so that's what we've been doing over the years. And I've been to hundreds of events. I've had dozens of mentors. I've done hundreds of courses, spent hundreds of thousands of pounds or rather invested it. And the thing is, you don't know where you're going to meet your JV partner or you're going to learn your new strategy or you're just going to that blockage. You don't know when you're going to overcome it, but you ain't going to do it if you don't get yourself out there because, you know, no one becomes a millionaire in property just reading at home. You don't meet your JV partners. They don't knock on your door going, oh, Robert, saw you on Facebook. I'd just sort of like to say I've got a million quid. Yeah. You've got to get yourself out there. And what better place to get yourself out there where there's the best networking, the biggest networking, the best keynote speakers, um, you know, and like the, the feel and the energy and the connectedness all in one place. And if you've ever been to any of our events, you have not experienced a property super conference because it's completely different. So, uh, look, I, d- I don't even know if we have any tickets left. Um, I know we were at 1,378 when I last looked yesterday or the day before. It might be waiting list now. I don't know. But, like, it's not like we've sent not many emails or it's not like we've put not many Facebook mm. posts. So if anyone's watching this and they have to, they, they're not going to the super conference, I'd say, what are you waiting for? Um, because I met Mark, who's been... Mark and my wife have been the two most important people I've met in my life that aren't family, that weren't bestowed upon me. And I met them by getting myself out there when I wasn't that confident. And your next JV partner, your next lender, you know, your next person who you sell deals to is at an event like the super conference. They don't knock on your door. So, and, and you know, like I'm not particularly refined. I'm not particularly classy, but I get myself out there. Whether it's online or
1: at events, that's what you've got to do. Just conscious. Some people might actually be listening to this and thinking, what is the super conference they're talking about? Well, where so have they been living? I know, but there might be. No. It's the 7th and 8th of June in um, London at the O2 we'll Intercontinental, put an, Intercontinental Hotel. Hotel. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a link below this if you haven't got your ticket. I just ring the progressive office and if there's, and see if there's any tickets available. I said Rob said it's well, probably... Well,
0: you know what? Uh, I have seen a couple of people on our Facebook community say they now can't come or try and like... Um, exchange the tickets. So between now and then, even if it's sold out, which is probably there or thereabouts by like literally less than 10, there's going to be a handful of people that are going to drop out. So at least get yourself on the waiting list. Mm. This is the biggest anticipated event we've ever done. We sold 800 tickets on the first day. This is going to be the biggest and the best. And when I say biggest, I don't just mean size. It's not just Mm. an ego thing. Yeah. Okay. No one else in our industry in the property world can do events for this many people. So there's that element but biggest impact, you know, biggest energy. Big, you know, sometimes you just need a, a slap and a boost that, and that, it will definitely give it that.
1: That's exactly what the 2013 one did for me yeah. after 10 odd years and this is even bigger. Yeah. And I'm excited because I, I sat in the audience 2013 and I'm getting to speak this time, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. That
0: is, And that but, should be inspiring to you. You should not come to, like, mindset, skill set, strategy and tactics. That's what you're going to get at the, the super conference as well as networking, etc. But if you're smart, you sit as close to the front as you can, you watch, you take notes on everything, and you set yourself a goal and you go, in three or five years, if they're doing a super conference, I'm going to be on the stage. Because, you know, you get what you wish for if you are clear about what it is and you set a specific, defined, timed plan to do it.
1: Awesome. All right. I think we're coming towards the end. That's been phenomenal. Um thank you so much for taking the time out My I know pleasure. you're really busy and you've been listening to PP Podcast I've been interviewing the man himself Rob Moore if you haven't yet got your tickets put there's a link below this have a look the Property Investor Super Conference Progressive Property Super Conference whatever you want to call it yeah just be at the conference and um, I'll see you there I'm not excited about speaking but I'm more excited about actually listening to him and all the other speakers it's fun. for me I'm a student at the same time and hopefully I'll see you there definitely see Rob there and whatever you do, doing speak soon